0: So what does Harvard have to say about housing in 2022? That's what I'm going to talk about in this episode. Everyone's wondering, hey, what's happening to the housing market? Everyone that's paying attention to it anyway. Is it going to crash? When is it going to crash? When are the rates going to go to 25%? When when is the sky sky going to fall on on the housing market and everything else? So I'm going to cover that 22 minutes or less on this episode of the uh, Long Island Housing Podcast. Stay tuned. I'm Tom McGivern, and this is the Long Island Housing Podcast, where we talk about interesting market stats that let you know where you stand as a homeowner, home buyer, or an investor. Thanks for listening. All right, my name is Tom McGivern, the home sales expert. I'm experienced, confident, super energized to talk to you about what Harvard University has to say about the housing market of 2022, the state of the nation's housing in 2022 was released um, by the Joint Center for Housing Studies of Harvard University. And I'm going to go over the highlights of, uh, of this 48-page report. And they talk about you know migration. They talk about the rising uh, uh, costs uh, you know, of houses. They talk about millennials and aging uh, baby, boom, uh, baby boomer demographics. Uh, they talk about construction costs rents are through the roof and a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm going to kind of dissect this market to see, Hey, what did they say? And I'll read you some, some of the data and then comment. And uh, again, 22 minutes or less going to deliver this entire uh, report. So that, Hey, what are the smart people at Harvard have to say about, you know, what's happening to America? What's who's moving in, who's moving out, how many people are being born versus how many people are dying. Now this is going to be great for investors. Buyers and sellers, of course, okay. But I think there's some key things here to uh, to note, and I will put the link to the highlights uh, of the report in uh, the description of this vid- uh, this podcast. And if you want, of course, you can uh, reach out to me if you want the full 48 pages. I, I have the link. It's uh, you know you could probably Google it and get it, but if you want me to email it to you, that's no problem. So. First things first, if you wanna reach me to help you sell a house or buy a house or anything else, or you want information about what I do, how I do it, you can go to longislandtom.com, longislandtom.com. And you, or you can, of course, call me or text me, 631-831-9048, but if you're just trying to like, hey, what do, what do I do, what do I bring to the table to help you you know put your house in the market, sell it, or help you buy a house, or if you're an investor looking to find a flip or how to you know maybe price out a project, I'm an expert at pricing houses, and um, would love to help you out. So you can text me or look me up, LongIslandTom.com. So this report starts out with talking about how housing costs have hit a uh, new height. Now, I want to just say that the this report is a nationwide report. So. Uh, if you haven't heard the last few podcasts that i've done uh, episode 21 as of today would be the most current housing update for long island so if you want to know anything about you know the long island market i suggest you go to that podcast episode 21 and i talk about you know the average selling price uh, inventory, how many homes for sale et cetera et cetera so you want to check that out for the local lowdown and i also break up I talk about the zones of Long Island, North Shore, South Shore, Central Suffolk, the North Fork, the South Fork, and all of the uh, uh, zones, which are groupings of towns and hamlets. You can also um, you know, access uh, where your town falls and what zone and how that zone is doing. I talk about that on the podcast there. But for this report on a nationwide uh, scale, Harvard University, some key facts, all right? And these are really interesting. Uh, if you've been you know not paying attention i was just with somebody and they had no idea what kind of market it was in they were like oh am i going to get an offer uh, like they didn't even know anything and i was like wow you you're not paying attention and that's that's fine this is where my job is to come in and tell you that your home is worth a lot more than what you think et cetera. Uh, but you know if unless you're having paid any attention you should know some of this but if you don't it's okay that's why i'm here that's why i do this home price appreciation nationwide hit 20.6% in march 2022 topping the previous 20% in August of 2021. So year, kind of year over year, you know, we're back to back 20 plus percent on appreciation uh, in terms of the cost of homes, marking uh, the largest jump in three decades of record keeping. Uh, The run-up has been widespread with 67 of the top 100 housing markets experiencing record high appreciation rates at some point over the past year. That's from Harvard. Again, I'm going to, skip through this is specifically about costs the median home price uh price to income ratio was at an all-time high in 2021 price to income ratio uh the median sales price and i'll I'll say what that is but the median sales price uh for existing homes last year was 5.3 times the median medium median there you go household income well above 4.6 ratio in 2020 and a notable increase from the previous peak of 4.9 in 2005. Okay. So by comparison price to income ratios averaged 3.9 in the 2010s and in the 2000s, uh, and just 3.1 in the 1980s. What does that mean? That means the cost, uh, um, the, the price of a home is 5.3 times more than income. That's all that means right but that's a big jump right 5.3 5.3 times versus 3.1 in like in the 1980s because prices have gone up quite a bit over income uh let's say uh, i'm going to be skimming through this i'm not going to go over everything um but saw uh, let's say 6.1 uh, million existing homes were sold nationally existing homes those aren't housing starts or new construction but 6.1 million existing homes were sold nationally in 2021 and that's an increase of 8.5 percent from uh, 2020, and the highest level since 2006. So a lot of homes have been selling. However, the combination of rising prices and climbing interest rates has already taken a toll on the uh, home buying activity in 20 uh, early 2022, meaning it's starting to slow things down. That's a big message for any seller out there. If you want to make a transition, listen. If you own a home, and this is a this is a bullet point for this podcast directly to sellers if you already own a second place to go to live and you're you know waiting for something and, and for some reason to sell you're you should not wait you should really consider calling 631-831-9048 and this meeting with me so we can discuss you know the options and selling your house now as opposed to waiting because this could change pretty pretty quickly. We already are starting to top out. If you've listened to the last podcast episode twenty one again, I you know kind of recommend you listen to that, whether you're buying, selling, or investing, uh, because I talk about you know the appreciation year over year in uh, April, the the uh, appreciation uh, in uh, year over year in March, and then I got those months mixed up, and then the year over year appreciation in May of this. You know, this past month, this past year, and then June. Uh, we have we haven't done the numbers yet, but it's slowing down, right? Uh, we have less appreciation year over year. Very important that you understand that, and that's kind of what uh, the Harvard report is indicating. Things are kind of starting to slow down. Uh, what else? High demand, low inventories, and rapidly rising prices propelled a sharp increase in housing production in twenty twenty one. Housing starts, which are new construction, rose 16% last year to 1.6 million units, the highest total since 2006. The uptick in housing construction uh, in 2021 was widespread, with permitting activity rising in 83 of the nation's 100 largest metros. Now, here's something I want to also point out if you're doing new construction or anything else shortage, you, and you know this, right? Shortages of building materials, global supply chain disruptions, and other in, in, uh, inflationary pressures have led to higher material costs. So if you're looking to buy new construction, be forewarned, be forewarned um, the uh, costs have gone up significantly. You know, uh, I was quoted by one of my builders, you know, over $350 per square foot for new construction. Um, and whether it's new construction or renovating, that's a huge jump from the 125 175 for the app you know average you know a uh, uh, home where you're not putting in, putting in too crazy you know not buying carrera marble and doing crazy stuff and if you were doing that stuff that was like 225 250 now we're talking 350 400 a square foot so pay attention to that if you're investing or if you're planning on buying new construction uh, the costs are going to go up way higher. So if you're looking at something for 950 now or 900, let me tell you, that's going to be like uh, six months from now. Even if prices stabilize, it's new construction is still going to be way more expensive. So if you want that brand new home, keep that in mind. All right. So I'm going to jump ahead. Now I'm going to talk about um, some interesting things. This is more for like investors, some opportunity here. They talk about millennials lead a strong household growth and aging baby booners Baby boomers prompt need for housing accessibility. So there's gonna be some opportunity uh, in the future for for uh, you know households that require uh, accommodations for folks that are aging all right population growth it hit a record low in 2021 due to declining immigration and natural population change, which is this is you know this is the difference between births and deaths. This is again Harvard University. And I want to say this. I want to go over this, just because it's like eerie. But in 2011, national population change was 1.5 million, while immigration was nearly 800,000. Okay, so nat- natural population growth, which is births, was one and a half million, while immigration was nearly 800,000 people coming and going into the, coming to the country, summing to a national population gain of 2.3 million. It's a big number. Natural population change steadily declined throughout the decade while immigration held steady until it began to decline in 2017. In 2021, this is crazy, dude, Dude, dudettes, whatever. In 2021, natural population change was only 148,000 and immigration was only uh, 245,000, resulting in a population growth of less than 400,000. I find that very hard to believe. And that's actually creepy. Cause that, that is really low and very, very low. Um, though I don't know what even what to, to make the, uh, I don't even know, know how to respond to that. That seems like, I mean, you went from 1.3 million, 1.5 million natural population change in increase to only 148,000 in less than 10 years. Uh, you know, I know COVID hit us hard, but man, People were not having babies. People were not like, you know, the whole, I guess that's the result of the pandemic. Anyway, moving on. The aging of baby boom generation is resulting in uh, meteoric rise in the number of older adult households. This is interesting. The peak of the baby boom generation born 1946, 1964 was age 59 in 2021. And the oldest members of that generation were 75. Okay. So now here it gets interesting. The number of householders age 65 and over rose by 10 million from 2011, 2021, and is projected to rise by 1.1 million households annually until 2028. So we're going to see a large growth number of people entering that 59 and older, uh, that uh, of those baby boomers uh, in the aging category. Uh, this growth is an in older households will result in more pressing needs for accessible and affordable housing, as well as supportive services to meet the changing needs of this demographic. So there's some opportunity there. Still, still opportunity. And I, I know if you paid attention to Long Island, we have a lot of 55 and older developments. Seems like most condos and, and, and those developments are all 55 and older. Even though they're not, we may even need more. Right. So interesting for investors to note that. Let's see. Um, Oh, so I wanna, this is interesting too. People are moving to uh, the burbs. Um, I don't wanna read this whole thing. In total, let's see. Overall residential mobility continues to decline. Pre-pandemic trends in migration away from large urban areas continued during the pandemic in total The core counties of large metro areas lost 1.3 million people in domestic migration last, just last year, 2021, while suburban counties of these large metros around them gained 428,000 people from domestic moves counties in small and medium sized metros added a net total of 539 migrants, uh, 539,000 and rural, Uh, Non-metropolitan counties gained 235,000 people from net domestic migration last year. That's reversing a decade-long trend in the domestic outflow. So people were flowing into metro areas before this. Now they're coming out. They're getting out of there in uh, in droves. Again, something to keep an eye on as an investor. The um, homeownership growth despite the economic downturn, rising interest rates, cutting deep into affordability. Um, I want to try and cut through some of this. In April 2021, a household had to earn at least seventy-nine thousand seven hundred five hundred seventy dollars a year to afford payments to the median-priced home of three hundred forty thousand. One year later, the income requirement stood at one hundred seven thousand five hundred dollars. Just one year, it went from seventy-nine thousand to afford a $340,000 house to $107,000. This cost increase resulted in 4 million fewer renters, uh, fewer renter households that could afford a median priced home. Uh, While many homeowners continue to experience pandemic challenges, most homeowners who were in federal forbearance programs have exited their plans and are current on their their payments. That's good news. During the pandemic, 8.2 million homeowners entered a forbearance uh, and by April 2022, 92% had exited their plans. So that's that's really actually really good news. Of these borrowers, 53% were current on their uh, mortgage payments. 29% had paid off their loans by refinancing and selling. And 10% remained in delinquent, uh, delinquency, which is 10% is a good, healthy number for foreclosures uh, in our market. Right now we have significantly low levels of foreclosure listings. Um, It's uh, like, I don't know, one of the podcasts I did, I don't remember off the top of my head, was like 2% of the market was foreclosures. Rents. Rents have skyrocketed. Uh, This is, um, you know, if you know somebody who's looking to rent right now, it is definitely very difficult. And if you're an investor out there, single family rentals, um, you know, multifamily, of course, uh always but they're, they're solid solid investments right now you can get crazy good rents um from uh from you know your prospect tenants i am going to skip over that part though just want to wrap things up here cost burdens climb and evictions increase obviously we came out of the, ev- the eviction moratoriums uh and right now uh the uh evictions Having ended in 2022, filings reached 61,000 in March, just 2.5% below the average of the same month, months, uh, 2022 through 2016. Evictions in more than half the cities tracked were back to historical levels. Ah, this was interesting. At least at last count in 2019, some 7.8 million unassisted households with very low incomes faced severe Cost burdens uh, lived in severely inadequate housing or both. Just one of every four income eligible renter household actually receives assistance. There were 773 thousand households on a waiting list at just 44 housing agencies in 2021. I found that to be interesting because the uh, there's a whole there's a long list of people trying to get aid. They only give out 5.3 million in payments covering you know, current and back rents nationwide as of March, 2022, 5.3 million. That's not billion with a B. That seems very low to me. So um, I wanna finish with uh, the point here. Uh, they talk about the outlook. Okay, now this is Harvard University. So if you're listening, selling, buying, God forbid you're renting right now and or you wanna invest, The record surge in home prices and rents over the past year exacerbated affordability challenges nationwide. Soaring prices for everyday necessities on top of high uh, housing costs have added to the pressure on household budgets, especially among lower income households and households of uh, color. This is what they talked about. Indeed, even before inflation took off, many of these households were unable to cover their household payments because of their housing payments uh, because of financial setbacks over the past two years. This is again, Harvard university, the state of the nation. I'm just reading what they say as interest rates continue to notch up. This is again, directly from Harvard overheated housing markets should start to cool. The large supply of homes under construction should also help to meet demand although do little to address the lack of housing affordability to lower and middle income households. Cause new construction is always, expensive. Uh, the immediate concern however, is that tightening monetary policies by the Fed will rather stifle economic growth and even trigger a recession with so many household households financially stressed by high housing costs a serious downturn downturn could transform the recent uptick in recent uh, in recent insecurity into a wave. This potential threat underscores yet again, the need for more moderate priced housing, as well as expanded support for low income households. That was their wrap up, okay? And um, again, Harvard University, there you have it. They talk about a lot of stuff in this report and uh, the the bullet points again, historic pricing has gone up. Affordability has now become an issue. Incomes, you know, uh, incomes in comparison to how much you have to pay for a house is as like exploding. And um, there's not enough affordable houses out there. Rents are through the roof. So I, you know, with with the change in the market, I don't know how fast it's going to happen, but it's definitely happening. And if you have any other questions about your local real estate market, if you want to invest in a property and you don't know, hey, my you know if you're working with a real estate agent now and you're looking to flip houses and stuff at least call me let me give you a second opinion i will comp any house you call me i will take care of for you if you're buying a house and you're like oh man i don't know if i should buy this house is it going to appraise or you know you have concerns visit deals.longislandtom.com wait for the you know uh wait to call me first i will help you all right my name is tom McGivrin. hit hit us up check out the link tree uh link tr.ee tr. slash mcgivern team or tom mcgivern follow us on instagram and listen to the uh this message at the end i'm going to offer you guys uh something that you can uh download for if you're selling a house and if you are buying a house you can check out the uh, ninja program that i created it's going to help you buy a house right thanks for listening to this podcast i will see you on the next one Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast episode. As a way to thank you, I'd like to offer you the five ways to save time and money when you sell. Now, these are five proven simple ways to save time and money when you go to sell. Don't try and figure it out on your own. Don't try and figure out whether you should get a certificate of occupancy. Don't try and figure out what to paint, what not to paint, what to fix. Download this free at longislandtom.com. All right and also you can learn how to save on the commission when you sell now if you're buying you can download the 14 day course that i created it's called my ninja course of buying and you can get that at longislandtom.com it's 14 days one email a day with tips and guides and checklists for you to check out when you go to buy a house it is awesome And I want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Go to longislandtom.com for your free gifts now. Thanks.